This week's episode of the Three Man Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Ogoli, and once again, sitting across from me, my co host, the hardest working man in podcasting, Mr. Adam Howell. Did you miss me last week, buddy? I did. Loads yeah, and loads and loads. I'm sorry about that, everybody. Got a little boo boo. So, Adam, I have to ask. Yes, sir. What did you think when you heard Cult of Personality on the Fox Sports 1 backstage show that I was asleep for? I was like, man, he looks like he's in ring shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, you know. Everyone on Twitter and online saying, oh my god, he doesn't work for WWE, he works for Fox. Right. I but he's that. around WWE people and doing it with fellow wrestlers and WWE talent. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's you know that's a point that needs to be driven home. He is employed by Fox. He's not employed by the WWE. So he could legitimately show up on Tuesday night on the backstage show and then show up Wednesday night on Impact, or um, not Impact, I'm um, sorry, AEW. So, like... You think Tony Khan's pissed by this, by the way? Or is he just like, eh, whatever? No, I think they're... Not to say they're they're doing their own thing and they seem to be happy, but they're doing their own thing and seem to be happy. It's like, working. Right. right. We'll get to that. But you think Punk wrestles? I'm going to ask you flat out. No. no. I just... I. I you know, you know, I talked about the Sports Illustrated interview they did mm -hmm. a while back, and... And he seems just really happy doing his MMA commentary, and I think if low. yeah, I think if anything, if they can get him to do commentary on SmackDown or commentary on Raw, I think that's the biggest thing we we get. Um, you know, my my does CM Punk wrestle again meter is is no longer at a hundred percent. I'll say it's at ninety eight percent. But um, I do just, you want to see him wrestle in WWE again? I, I think I've asked him. Do I want? Do I want one. to? <laughs> do I want to? Sure. Am I concerned that dude's been away from wrestling for eight years now? It's been that Jesus. I think. I think it's no well, eight years ago. No, eight years ago was the pipe bomb. I want to say it's like six. So right? Six, yeah. right? And and just you know. You know, no offense to Trevor Murdoch on power, but Trevor Murdoch's been away a lot longer, and, and granted, maybe he's not in the shape that CM Punk is in, but Trevor Murdoch looks rough around the edges still, mm -hmm. just because he's been out of the business for, for that long. Even um, when The Rock came back with Cena and Punk, he still looked like, all right, you got some work to do, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right, but, there's, but he, Rock, was in shape. That's, yeah. Punk, Punk's in shape. Mm -hmm. So I, you know... He could make it work if he right, did. and I, and I and for Punk's sake, I think if you said, okay, hey, we're building to a match at Royal Rumble, yeah, you got four months, yeah, Punk will be in shape. I'm not worried about that. I just want to know who's it going to take to get Punk back in the ring. Is my question. <laughs> There's no one to like, me right now that's a big enough star to to pull it. Not even like a Styles, maybe Other, or a Daniel Bryan. It's oh, and he could actually have a good wrestling match with. There, there's there's four people. You mentioned two. It, it's Styles, Brian, 
And, well, actually, I think there's only one more, and it would be Brock. Get his revenge on Brock. Because Brock beat him, right? Right. At SummerSlam? Yeah. yeah. What about, like, a guy he fought in the Indies, maybe like a Strong or a Cole or somebody? Maybe not. Probably not Cole, but he definitely fought Roger Strong before. Just uh, those guys, those Ring of Honor guys that... I mean, maybe Seth Rollins. Yeah. But I just... I mean, it would it would have to be because he's fought everybody, right? Like, it, would have, <laughs> it would have to be a name, and and there there's no one in the WWE right now that that grabs you like CM Punk grabs you. One more, John Cena, throw down. No man, John John Cena. He seems done. Yeah, John Cena <laughs> is. You know, um, I know I'm going to insult your 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 boy here. But he's Hiroshi Tanahashi right now, where they've just lost a step, and it's mm. visible that they've lost a step. That's why I've seen that things last about five minutes now. <laughs> right. Just get in, get your shit done, which we'll talk about here in just a minute, yeah. um, and, and get out. Um, so, no, I just I, I would much rather see him on commentary. I, I think I could actually watch Raw for three hours if Punk was on commentary. Just for what he was and, and, and allowed to be CM Punk and not... Don't. Being force-fed lines from Vince or, or... Yeah, turn the mute on his headset and let him just go. <laughs> yeah, let him be himself and you just get some eyes and ears on the product. <sighs> That's actually really the only bit of news I think we have to talk about this week. Nothing else um, seemed to have broken. No one else was a dumbass on Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> so everything's all right there. Uh, Going to we quickly recap uh, Impact Wrestling Turning Point... And then uh, get into our big debate or big discussion this week, which will be full gear for sure. Um, got a bunch of thank yous to give out when we talk about full gear. Uh, but quickly, just t- running down uh, Turning Point opened up with a women's tag team match where Jordan Grace and Tessa Blanchard defeated Havoc and Madison Rain. Not much to see there other than the ring announcer initially announcing Jordan Grace's name wrong and her getting really annoyed by that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next matchup um, talk about getting your shit in is a six way scramble for the PPW championship and um, scrambles are just dudes getting their shit in and getting out of the way and, and Clutch Adams retain the title there um, what a name I love that name I don't know why Yeah, well, I was just, I was glad to see Facade again uh, yeah. Facade just got a really interesting look um and uh, so, you know, good for them. And then uh, got mainly back to Impact Talent from this point forward. Uh, Michael Elgin defeated Mike Orlando. Moose defeated Falaba. Uh, Taya Valkyrie defeated Tennille Dashwood. Uh, Impact Tag Team Championships. The North retained by defeating Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Um, Eddie Edwards retained his Call Your Shot Gauntlet Trophy. Um, Ace Austin retained the X Division Championship, uh, defeating Jake Christ in a rematch. Uh, your guy, Rob Van Dam, and yes, I did do the, the thumbs to the shoulders there for that. Uh, defeated Rhino by disqualification. He's a terrible heel. He is. I just don't like him. And he's, I, I mean, he's 48, too, so he's slowing down. That, just, he just hasn't lost that much of a step. He can still go. I mean, he's just like, I get the whole Katie Forbes thing. I'm just looking at these two like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> just stop. Getting paychecks. Oh, like, Rob, just go, just go live the retired life in your beach house and smoke some Mary Jane. And in the main event, Sammy Callahan retained the Impact Championship by defeating Brian Cage. 
Mm. Still didn't sell me on Cage. Nope. But uh, <laughs> post-match led to what we kind of thought and talked about after Sammy won the title. Uh, Tessa comes out, challenges for the title, and at Hard to Kill in January, uh, we will see Sammy Callahan defend the title against Tessa Blanchard. and Tessa will be the first... Impact Women's Champion. Yeah, and I th- and I you know I think we both talked about that and I think we're both good with that. Um, just want to see good match. Um, and if Tessa does win, and you know we'll talk about it as it gets closer. Um, just be real curious to see what happens as her contract allegedly runs out in June of 2020. So do you give her the title for a quick five month reign, or hope she resigns? Or we're all wrong, and her contract is a lot longer than Or does she go that. work with her dad? <laughs> I know AEW would love to have her. I mean, anybody would love to have her. Dude, their women's division could... That would be a good fit for her. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll bring out my, my snark here, since we're going to... Since we're actually switching over to full gear. Um, she's not Asian, so I'm not sure Kenny would want to push her. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go there. He's on fire today, folks. <laughs> All right, so, as I said... Could no. she keep up with those guys? I'm sorry. Just oh, God, yes. She, yeah. Her and Riho could throw down. She's a le- um, And, you know, since we're, we're about to talk AEW, um, you know, got to spend um, Saturday night watching AEW with lots of cool people. Um our good friend Justin Dorch from the Ohio Wrestling Alliance and just um, lots of other people uh, joined as well. And um, just lots of fun. I appreciate Justin, you know, giving us the invite to come hang out and watch the show. Um, you know, watching the show with more people around was was, was fun and adds more fun to it. And um, except for uh, 3MB correspondent Chris trying to kill people with his flatulence, um, other than that, it was a, other than that, it was a good time. Um, but uh, you know, we, one of the things we had talked about while the show was going on is Tessa Blanchard is the best. For, forget, yeah, forget women. She is probably top two or three wrestlers in North America right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I say that fully aware that you know I don't watch much AAA or CMLL, so I can't speak to that. But let's no, go. it's it's true. I get, mm-hmm. yeah, but. And, you know, you know, forget kayfabe, let's, you know, throw records out legitimately in the ring. She she could possibly be a top three wrestler in the United States right now. Well, speaking of Lucha Libre, AAA, she recently won the, I'm going to butcher this, Rena Stay race. Yeah, the... the then re- they drive it, drive it to a month later, Taya, which... Whatever. But, okay. Sorry, Tessa. Yeah. I love you, but... You got screwed on that one. Thanks, Vampiro. Triple uh, tri- <laughs> A loves Ty Valkyrie, so she'll continue to hold their championship as much as they she's can. She's holding Impact Championship for freaking ever, so she's got to appeal on somebody. Not us, but like... <laughs> well, if Jordan Grace doesn't win it at, um, at Hard to Kill, I'll be baffled. You've been baffled before, my friend. <laughs> uh, I, I know, but they don't need to save anything for a new television debut at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, so, full gear on the buy-in show started with uh, Britt Baker uh, defeating B Priestley by submission. Sloppy. Yeah. Um, I, I just yeah. I, I don't know how else to word it. Yeah, I really wanted this to go much better for for Britt, and I understand she's. 
still relatively new. B Priestley is still relatively new. Um, but when you're being, you know, I, I understand it's the buy-in, but you're still being put in front of a huge audience. It, it it's know, pressure, man. Right, and and it seems like the pressure gets to to Brit, um, and maybe that you know will come with some time in the ring that that'll go away. Uh, but just didn't do anything to advance, you know, Brit as being the next challenger for Riho. If it is going to be Brit, or if there's someone else, is it going to be Karma or not Karma? Good gracious, awesome Kong! Awesome Kong. Thank you. Why did I say? Did Karma? they just tease the? Kong versus Kong thing, by the way, and this never did anything with it. Yeah, because that would, I mean, I, I well, I mean, unless it happens still. Yeah, but. I mean, I mean, Asia Kong could show up tomorrow and or tonight, and you know, who knows? You know, um, but uh, you know, post match, uh, Brandy and um, and Kong come out and have a knife and cut off some of B's hair, which was weird and interesting and. I don't know. We'll get to see what she, the, she sniffed it. Yeah. It got really weird. We'll get to see a follow-up on that tonight. Maybe, maybe not. Can I just point out something real quick? Sure. Why Cody Rhodes, top baby face of the company, mm -hmm. the wife of heel? Yeah. Someone explain that one to me. <laughs> like, well, that's where you're supposed, supposed to suspend. Be a dumb dis wrestling fan. Yeah, like, suspend disbelief and just be a dumb wrestling fan. And, and not. Because no one else caught on to that. Like, oh, oh, Randy's managing the monster heel and then Cody's over like a million bucks. So it's like, okay. Sorry, that's my point of view for the day. It's just like, what is yeah. happening? Dumb wrestling fan of you know, it, it makes they no break up or <laughs> no, it makes no sense, and it's not supposed to make any sense, and that's, that's wrestling. Fine. That's wrestling in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, the show itself opened up with a tag team match uh, of Proud and Powerful defeating the Young Bucks. Uh, great match. Um, crowd way into it. Um, the match itself was very good. Uh, I think the, the most notable things were, were what occurred post match. As once again, my guy, 63-year-old Ricky Morton, does another tope suicida to the outside and then comes back in to do a Canadian Destroyer. I love how Robert Gibson's just chilling there, by the way. He lets Ricky do all the work. Because <laughs> I, I, I said it before, I'll say it again, because Ricky Morton is just a goddamn worker. And that that guy, you know, I was... When I was really young, a wrestler told me a worker's always working, and Ricky Morton is always working. And yeah, that that Canadian Destroyer was awesome. Like it, it props to those guys for helping him out with that too. Yeah, but yeah. that was awesome, yep, and definitely popped the crowd in a big, big way. Popped and, all of us in the boardroom. So, spoiler alert coming up here, folks. But the seeing the NWA World Tag Team Championship or champions on AEW. <laughs> Will hint, hint. Will, will never be a never not be a shock. And granted, they're obviously not walking out with the title belts or anything. But are we going to see LAX on Power? That's on the next tapings. <laughs> not God, not LAX. Whatever they are now. Proud powerful. No, yeah. no, man. I th I think this is just the Rock and Roll Express being legends, and they can kind of get to do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I like Bret Hart doing the title presentation and then going to the legends reunion or whatever yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't see i mean I, I i could be proven wrong but i just i don't see a tag team match in aew that will have the rock and roll express in a two-on-two -two match 
could they be thrown into a you know a four on four match of some sort? You know, Matt, five the match on five. beyond. I'll get to that in a second. No, but... no, not the ma- no, 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 no. Just, just no. We know that match is going to happen, though. Oh, I know that match is going to happen. Just the Rock and Roll <laughs> Express don't need to be in it. Cody keeps dropping, dropping hints, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next matchup uh, was the long-awaited singles match in AEW between Adam Page and Pack, and Adam Page with the Dead Eye gets the win. Uh, so I kind of think that pretty much puts us back at all square with those two guys. So that match was okay. It was. I don't think those guys meshed the greatest together for some reason. Personally, my point. No, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, it's a good filler, but I just feel yeah. like the, I don't know. Pack. I expect more out of Pack, but it depends on Pack. You get, it's Pack, right? Yes, okay, so it should, be, it right. I mean, should be a banger of a match, and it was just a match. Mm-hmm. And speaking of just a match, uh, next up was Sean Spears defeating Joey Janela, um, courtesy of some Tully Blanchard shenanigans. But what would we? What else would we expect? Props to Tully for leaving the ground on the spike pile. Say, and, and props to Tully for being the old man wearing the Skechers. Represent the brand, sir. Aren't you wearing Skechers? Or don't you have Skechers? No, no I, I do have slip-on <laughs> shoes. Full, fully aware of that, but they're slip-on <laughs> basketball shoes. So. Ah, hell yeah. Whatever is comfy, man. Hey, when you're old and you don't want to bend over, slip-on shoes are all right. <laughs> Next matchup was a three-way match for the AEW Tag Team Championship, and so Callan censored uh, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. Retained by defeating the Lucha Brothers and Private Party. Uh, another match. Everyone gets their shit in. Uh, you took my money on this match. so Kind of fast-paced match. <laughs> um, still, you know, um, I'm sold on Private Party, but boy, do they need a lot more time in the ring. Is they just, they're... Yeah. There's moments where their newness shows through. and um, They have a lot of guys that can work well to help hide some of that. SCU yeah. and the Lucha Brothers are perfect for that. Yep. Uh, most notable for this match was post-match, uh, where we say a mystery Pentagon in the ring, and we're wondering who it is, and everybody in the room but me got it, that it was Christopher Daniels. Uh, so Christopher Daniels takes off his Pentagon mask afterwards and lays waste to Pentagon, so I... If we're going to get a Pentagon versus Christopher Daniels one-on-one match... That's going to be awesome. I'm here for that. Oh, yeah. That may happen tonight. Good. I I, I don't know. Um, But if it's also going to give us some Ray Phoenix in singles matches, I'm also all for that. Can we say that he's possibly one of the top ten wrestlers in the world? Yes. Um, I'm not saying country. I'm saying in the world. Yes. He's having an incredibly, incredibly underrated year, and I, and I think as the year comes to an end, you know, when people are getting ready to build their year-end list, his name is actually starting to come out more and more and more when people take a look at what he's done. And, like, Pentagon is not far behind in my book. I'm just a big... I'm a fan of both of theirs a lot, right. but, like, damn. Like, Phoenix can work with anybody. <laughs> like Right, and, and, that, and that, that, to me, is what, you know... What is putting him on the list is, 
you know, you know, we've before talked about Tomohiro Ishii. It doesn't matter if he's in there with a junior or a heavyweight. Ishii caters to their style and just has a great match, whether mm-hmm. it's a a brawl, a fast-paced match, whatever. Um, that is what Ray Phoenix is for a North American audience. I don't care if you put him in a lucha match, if you put him in a hardcore match. He does it all. A standard wrestling match. He's going to excel and look good doing it. And Especially watch his stuff in Lucha. Him and Pentagon didn't team up in Lucha Underground. They were right. separate. So well, And he was the AAA Mega Champion for a while. Yeah. So. And the, I want to see brother versus brother kind of at some point. <laughs> Future booking. But you know, let, Pen- let Pentagon go back to being Pentagon Dark and fight. let the brothers fight. Those are going to be bangers of matches right there. Don't know if I'll ever get to that in AEW at least. Um, I mean, they're just, they're, I mean. Would Phoenix, <laughs> would, he, would he benefit being by himself from the tag team? That could be them saying, hey, we're in bros. The, in, the United, in the United States, yes. But, I mean, there, how many, <laughs> there's two wrestlers in the world right now that can go work for AEW can go work for CMLL, can go work for AAA, can go over to Japan, <laughs> can, go to, can go up to Crash in Canada, can go wherever they want to go, and that's only two guys, and it's Pentagon and Phoenix, and you, you have to get them together. Like, I don't think I've really seen a show where they're not together. Since we're on tag team wrestling, I have to bring this up to you. Mm-hmm. Listening to Eric Bischoff's latest podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. He said something that angered me so bad, I almost pulled over the car. (laughs) He said to me, you might agree with him, a different mindset than me. He says tag team wrestling has never been profitable. And it still isn't till this day. He said in a wrestling company, tag team wrestling is not profitable. I think... That's why he didn't put a, a, a point of view on it in WCW. I was like, what? <laughs> that could be a thing of because you don't know how to book it. That's what he, is. he said. Merchandise doesn't move is what his thing was. How many tag teams? Well, he wasn't. He selling? wasn't around in the eighties to watch the Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, Four Horsemen, Four Horsemen Road Warriors, all those. They things. were all tag teams, right? They, you know, and, and didn't mean to get off track here, but I'm just listening right. to that here and this, like how these guys are stealing the show all the time, right? right. No, and how's those, it not profitable? Yeah, everything about that was red hot. When you had a tournament, the Jim Crockett Memorial That was a whole pay-per-view or show, right? right? Yeah. was a tag, all tag team matches, and it wasn't just a one-time thing. They ended up doing two more. And I was going to be like, how much did Young Butts make <laughs> right. before they signed with AEW with the Hot Topic deal and everything else? Right. So tag team wrestling, when done right, can be very profitable. Yeah, I was just like, Eric, I see why you I mean, got it's, fired. But. It's a weakness. I mean, if, if he feels that way, and it, to me it's also a weakness of Gato and New Japan, they they don't know how to book tag teams, so... Listen to Halloween Havoc 98, guys, on 83 Weeks, and please tweet me your opinion on that, because I don't agree with Eric Bischoff. No, not at all. It's not profitable. Uh, so, back to full gear... Uh, next up was Riho retaining the AEW Women's Championship by defeating Emi Sakura. Um, match started out slow until Riho did a double stomp on the outside of the ring to the apron, and after that, picked up. <laughs> to quote JR, business picked up. Uh, ended up being a like, really fun match, and I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Um, obviously, Riho retains, and I'll be curious to see where they go next with that. 
Do they keep Amy Soccer around to be more again a mentor? Do they keep Amy Soccer around to be beaten up and then Riho has to defend her mentor? I think it's gonna be B. I can't believe I'm saying that, but anyone but B. Anyone I, I'm but just B. Telling you, man. All right, and then we get to the alleged main event of the show. As of the AEW World Championship as Chris Jericho defeats Cody officially by technical submission as MJF throws in the towel on Cody's behalf. This is the best Cody match I've seen in a bit. Yeah, I I would absolutely have to agree and just the crazy spot where he does the dive to the oh, outside and, and, you see and his head does, skid across yeah, the stage <laughs> doesn't get his hands up in time and lands forehead first onto and you see his forehead slide which means he gra- he graded his forehead against that yes, diamond encrusted stage whatever you call it uh, yeah that um, I bet you see carpet on whatever stage they have tonight <laughs> well I, I carpet probably has to be worse Think think, so? Oh, I, I think so. Yeah, you get that. Um, Did you see the after effects of Cody's? Oh story? yeah, I think yeah. he said he got eight, st- six, six or eight stitches, and, and it some, was deep. Something too. else, and yeah, it, it yeah, it was way deep. He's not clear to compete for a little bit. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So <laughs> he may um, not be on TV tonight. Maybe he cut a promo. But. Oh no, he'll be on TV tonight. Yeah. I mean, just know if if there's well, let's just get right to it and skip the match itself. Obviously, the big part of this one is the post-match, you know. I said on a- every AEW show, I'm going to keep saying that MJF is going to turn on Cody till the one day I'm right. The one day I didn't say Cody's going to, or MJF's going to turn on Cody is when MJF turned on Cody. And our correspondent, Chris, lost his mind on this. He was so excited. <laughs> Even though I think I said it was too soon, but yet again, just my Yeah, opinion. I think a lot of people thought it was too soon, but just I, I think it was still really well done. Oh, yeah. Um, the You know, the throwing of the towel... Is you know we talked about it with the guys we watched the show with. You haven't seen that. Oh, it's in a while. just something. Yeah, it's just something we haven't seen in a while, and it was just everything was really well done. And every time you throw in a towel in a match, like looking at history of wrestling, it right. means something big. Right. Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund, Owen right. Hart throwing it in for Bret and Backlund, the whole Bob Backlund matches. But right. it, his, historic things happen with that, and you always remember shit with that. And so, like. I was about to like I was about to actually you know utter the words and praise the camera work, and then they cut. Um, the camera work was leading up to it was fantastic because you see MJF with a towel in his hand and you know screaming for Cody, and then they cut to an angle from the side of the stage and you can't see MJF screaming, and then you actually can't see the act of throwing in the towel. You just see the towel in the ring, yeah. and like I understand why you did that, you know, because you didn't want to make it too obvious. But to those of us who've been watching this for a while, as soon as you saw the towel in his hands, <laughs> the entire room got giddy of, he's going to throw it in, he's going to throw it in. Like, and it's just, and it was a great way to, to end the match. It's a great way to... It was to, a good spot. Like, yeah. Classic lion tamer, not even walls of Jericho. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was way deep, too. And so, you know, good work by Jericho there. Good work by Cody. Good work by MJF. Everybody involved in the finish. It was great. And Even the low blow part was good. Like yes, it was... and so MJF to me, I thought he did a great job selling the the I'm sorry part of this. Um, I got into a Twitter debate like I always do with people. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, MJF should join the inner circle." No, we should not. 
No. MJF needs to remain by himself. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the inner circle being five people is perfect. If you, you, you don't need him. He doesn't need to be with them. Right. You, if you get to six, you know, you're turning into NWO when they expanded, and it just it didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Stick with five because, you know, since we're on Cody... Cody hinted about the quote-unquote match beyond. I can't wait. And so are we going to get a War Games-esque match? Yes. And, <laughs> and you see, you can, right. He so, wouldn't say it like that right, if it's we, not going to be that. We, we, and chances are we're going to get a War Games-esque match, and you can't do six on six. No. It's five on five. How many elite guys are there? Is it the Bucks? Kenny, Cody, well, you're gonna have Hangman? the Bucks, right? You're gonna have the Bucks, Kenny, Cody, Hangman. Yeah. So that's your five versus the Inner Circle five, or you can throw in somebody else to to the to the Elite Five as Cody takes on MJF in in a match to to continue that feud. And depending on when they're gonna do this, you know, Cody still may not be cleared by that point. I wonder, are they gonna have like a WrestleMania esque pay per view? Or is they just going to keep doing these? I think these? The, the whatever All Out or becomes, I think All Out will always kind be, of be... be their big one. Yeah, to to be the show. Um, just, you know, again, with All In being the first one and, and kind of the unofficial birth of the company, mm-hmm. um, to me, I think All Out is going to be your big one. So do you do one... You know, in February to make it, you know, have a big show in six months and have your other big show in six months. And then in that six months in between, between, right, you fill in. Um, I think that's ideally what I would want to do. Kind of like, you know. So we're about to get, I I know Khan's a smart businessman. All these guys are. You're watching NXT and being like, well, there's about to be two there in what, next weekend or whatever it is. Maybe we should wait. (laughs) Right. And put a nice twist on it to make it different. So you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to burn it too soon, um, but then you also don't want to drag it out. Um, I just wonder how could they twist it into their own version, but they'll think of something properly. No, I, I, I have no doubt. I mean, not make you can't make it three rings, make it one ring. I don't know. Whatever, they'll they'll find something. You you have a you have a group of pretty smart take, guys. Take there. the roof off of it or something. But there's a roof off of it now. Right. Yeah. Or put a roof back on. There you go. <laughs> right. that, that's your spin on it. And yep. unlike the WWE, where there's the top. Uh, so that was the you know quote unquote end of the official show. And next up, we had the unsanctioned lights out match. My cup of tea. Oh man, was this. Yes, awesome. like uh, you know, we've talked about before. I'm not much of a hardcore guy, but this 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 was my hardcore match wheelhouse. You know, uh, had we, we mouse traps, guys. <laughs> we, we avoided light tubes and scissors, so I was good. Um, and I wish I would have known about this while the match was going on. But while the match was going on, um, Renee Paquette, aka Renee Young, uh, apparently she's flipping big, out. Oh, yeah. So, oh, big she, spots. She tweets out just the simple letters WTF. And then five minutes later, tweets out again WTF. Um, so, yeah, these guys just, it was. Some of the spots in this match. Yeah. In, um, One that sticks out to me is the broken glass part where he has them in the Boston Crab. Right. 
And Moxie has to crawl back through it. Right. So Kenny's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to pull you back through it. I'm like, that's a smart spot. Like, you don't think of stuff like that. Like, that's cool as hell. Yeah, just, um, just everything. You know, the Moxley Bo- with the bat, Kenny with the cleaner broom. The box spring of barbed wire. Oh, yeah, the box spring of barbed wire. And then going through the full gear signage where... It it um, it broke properly, but the top piece appeared didn't appear to break the same way. And Kenny smacked his head on the top of. It. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of not a lot not a lot of people pointed it out. You know, um, I've seen a lot of crazy wrestling. You know, I, I live for that shit. Mm-hmm. But watching Kenny do that Spanish fly flip onto the plywood, and then get DDT'd on it, and there is no give on that oh, folks. That is pure yeah, just wood, and he. Ate it <laughs> like they, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it about a Spanish fly. He no, he did the Phoenix Splash. Phoenix Splash, that's what he yeah. did. And wow, that was harder to watch than the barbed wire spot. Yes. After the box spring of barbed wire, you're like, okay, what can they do next? And then they just continue to do crazy shit and continue to do they crazy. They went on for shit. like what, fifteen more minutes after that? 10, yeah, the minutes? match. The official time of the match was thirty-eight minutes and forty-five seconds. That's a long time for a hardcore match. <laughs> yeah, but they, to me, they laid it out smartly. You, you, you know, just called their spots. Right. Uh, yeah. Do expect you know do a you know a really big spot and mm-hmm. then take your you know take your minute or two to recover so you can build up to your next big spot. Um, so everything was really well done. Um, you, know, I, you know, a couple of the guys in the room said it, and I'll, I'll echo it. Um, new respect for Kenny doing a hardcore match like that. When, he needed to do this match, I think. I don't think so. I mean, when you're one of the best wrestlers on the planet, you don't need to um, go change. I was and, talking to one of the guys there about it, one of the people in the board meeting. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Kenny needed to do it for the fact... I kind of agree with him. Kenny needed to do it for the fact of he can show that's why he's the best wrestler in the world. I can do any kind of match. Sure. Well, you know, that, that's what I was talking about with Phoenix earlier. So maybe, yeah. you know, maybe they're right. You know, you're right, they're right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but... but Kenny looked good in the match. Yeah. You know? I mean, he didn't didn't look out of place. Um, he sold shit really well, too. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of it hurt like hell, too. But, like... Once and just you know, one of those things that just tickles me to death is you can just tell that John Moxley having the time of his life is having fun. Yes, and he looks refreshed every time he comes out. He looks refreshed. Right, and and you know, you know, we we've kind of talked about this before. Wrestling is supposed to be fun, and wrestlers are supposed to have fun. And yes, that fun can be a death match. Fun can be a hardcore match. Fun, match. fun can be a comedy match. Fun can be a, com- you know, like I say, a regular match, um, and it's okay. And it's just like you're, if there's people you like, you're happy to see them happy. And it looks like right now that John Moxley is just a happy guy. And you know, I'll go back to what he said about, um, <laughs> uh, oh shoot, when he was talking about, you know, shooter, my wife's gonna be so mad at me after he did kind of a very <laughs> stiff match. Um, in um, in New Japan with Tomohiro Ishii, and um, this match was way different. <laughs> yeah, talking about oh shooter, my wife's gonna be so mad at me, man. I can't even imagine the conversation he had once he actually called Renee that night. Um, but just but this is the stuff that Moxley wants to do. That's what John Moxley. That's what he was on right. the indie scene before he signed with WWE. 
He wants to have these fun grudge matches and more power too. Yep, and so again, good for him. You know, he um Is he the guy who challenges Jericho next, you think? Man, I I, I don't know. I was talking to a correspondent about that. I don't earlier. know who that I you know, yeah, who is next up? It's gotta be Does, him. Like who <laughs> Unless there's some kind of shocking debut tonight, like Jericho's so, beating everybody. <laughs> so yeah, in about two and a half hours, we may, we may be able to find out. That just shows how small the AEW roster is currently. So yeah, I mean, do we? Do That's Hangman again. I'm gonna say that that was my that was about as about to put out of my mouth is you know do we go back to Page for round two? Um, I didn't love that match. Though, yeah, so I and, hope not. And I'm a, I you know I I'm will freely admit I am a Adam Page fan. I just don't know if I want to see that match again. Boxley makes it because they have history elsewhere. And yeah. that might be good to really see what they can bring out of each other. You know? And it gets Moxley out of, you know, doing hardcore stuff. Hardcore for stuff for a bit. Rest yep. your body up. Yep. Um, this is gonna uh, be somebody random like a jungle boy or Joey Janela, which I don't think is gonna happen. So no, I don't I'm looking look so. at the roster like okay. I don't who's think so either. Him? So yeah, you may be right that Mo- I mean, Moxley may be the. I don't want to say next man up. But, I wouldn't uh, hate that match. I'd be good with that. Yeah, you can. I mean, you could bring in, you know, bring the feud from the other place into you know into here, and so you have mm-hmm. some history you can go back on. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, once again, overall, I think just AEW delivered just another great show. I have not seen a bad one yet. Yeah, no. With dark TV, it's just good wrestling. That's what I look for now. Right. I don't need the backstage crap and all the interviews. Um, Jim Ross needs some work is my only complaint. Get Tony Schiavone back out there, damn it. Him and Excalibur would be great together. I didn't really want to go there, but, you know, when I... I wa- like JR, but hell, I tweeted I, about it. Right, when I watched this second time, you just see if JR has no interest in the match. Like, he doesn't... He rants about something else. Right, he doesn't, you know, the, 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 the tag match, the women's match, just if he's not into it, boy, oh boy. <laughs> I, not, you know, I mean... You have Tony Schiavone there. You have Golden Boy there. Let Excalibur be lead, and Golden Boy takes over the the Excalibur role. You have people there who are invested in the product, and Jr. is only invested in what he likes. You know, he gets to the Cody Jericho match. That's what he likes. He was great. You know who they need? Joe Styles. He's had some controversy on the indie scene last year, but like. No, but man. Imagine him calling that damn no, man. lights I, I, out. How they have it right now, I think. I mean, I like it. I'm not complaining about it. I think it's like, good. JR just, just needs work, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Excalibur's great. Golden right. Boy's good. Shivani's good because he's been up with the product. He's been calling MLW right. for years. And, you know, he's not one of my favorite guys, but you, you have apparently Taz hanging around. Again, put Excalibur at lead. Let Taz be the color man. Again, you have Tony Schiavone there, who, you know, if, uh, you know, I don't want to say Hall of Fame announcer, but he could a be. Hall of Fame announcer. Yeah. And you have Jr. actively shitting on the in-ring product. He really does. Is the sad part. And I just, it, I don't think I, he gets it. Is all right. And 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 for right now, I don't think 
anyone in AEW cares. And until there's a discernible ratings drop, I, I you know, I, th I think we're just stuck with what we've got and just have to deal with it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Roll with the punches. Yep, uh, 3MB road trip coming up here on Friday as we take in the Revolver Pro Wrestling November to Member show. Yes. Looks like it's going to be lots of fun. Um, if the card we have listed is in the proper order, it's going to start off with a hoss fight between Moose, Larry D, Madman Fulton, and the one called Manders. That's I'm all in, someone's going to kill each other. I'm match. all in for that. You're going to have large men beating the piss out of each other. Sold. Come on, Madman. Yep. Uh, John Murray versus Man Scout, Jake Manning. Oh, John Murray. Golly. I We've love, seen about the Rockstar okay. shows. It's fantastic. I love John Murray. Yeah. So this will be this will be fun to see what they do there. Uh, He's healed now on Rockstar, though. Yeah, uh, Nevy versus Jody Threat. No, uh, your guy Nick Effing Cage versus yes. Kurt Stallion. Is that going to go hardcore? Is Nick Cage going to effing wrestle? They haven't built it as a hardcore oh, match, man. so you know, I'm still looking forward to a good death match. But, you know. As they always say, cards subject to change, so there could be... I don't see Kurt Stallion getting beat up with light twos by Nick Gage, though, so... Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see what we get there. Uh, RSP versus Alex Cologne. Yeah. And then we get to the heavy part of the show, the meat of the show. Uh, go to a four-on-four -four elimination match as the Rascals and Kimberly take on the North, Tyler Matrix and Logan James. That's I am sweet. Yes, I am stoked for that one. I... Cause I like the North. The North's good. Yeah, like, I, I a great heels. Um, haven't seen all that much of Tyler Matrix and Logan James, but everybody else, you know, six out of the eight dudes. I you know, the rascals are fantastic. Six out of the eight people, I should say, since Kimberly's in the match. Um, I know and I like, and they've put on matches that I've enjoyed before, so I have no doubt that they will again. Um, and then the quintessential everyone gets your shit in X Division Championship <laughs> match. Ace Austin defends against Jake Chris, Dave Chris, Rays, AC Romero slash Ace Romero slash Big AC. I love how they got him with these X Division matches. The whole yeah, No Limits yeah, thing. I and, love and, it. And Tony Gunn. I don't know much about him, but... Yep, he's the only one in the match that, to me, is an unknown, so looking forward to seeing that. Always, Come on, AC baby. Always fun to see new people. And for the Impact World Championship, uh, Sammy Callahan defends against Clayton Gaines in an OVE <sighs> rules match. Which I hope just means OVE comes out and just beats the piss out of Clayton Gaines. Me too. Because, you know, I've said my piece about him on the show in the past. And in the main event of the evening, Killer Cross defends the Revolver Championship against Jessica Havoc. I think that'll be all kinds that's, of fun. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be sweet. So uh, we will recap that show next week as we do our fantasy booking for uh, our Dream Survivor Series match. Um but definitely uh, we'll recap that one because we hashtag love indie wrestling. Oh, yeah. Midwest territory, baby. Absolutely. I think that'll wrap it up for this week. Ask that you give us a follow on Twitter at 3MB Podcast. Get Adam a follow at Adam Howell 3MB. 197, baby. If you want to follow me on Twitter, which I tell you not to, at HunterLM. Uh, give our guys a follow. Um, Ohio Wrestling Alliance at Ohio Wrestling 1A. Give our guys an Unsanctioned Pro. Follow at Unsanctioned Pro. 
Uh, if I had revolvers in front of me, I'd tell you to follow a revolver, but I don't. Um, but as always, support indie wrestling. If you stuck around this long, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. <laughs>